you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. Have you ever had those restless nights where, no matter what you do, you just can't seem to fall asleep? Maybe you have too much on your mind. Or maybe you're just lying in bed, wide awake, without any good explanation. You've tried counting, and you've already flipped your pillow over. But no matter what, none of those things seem to help. If only there was some deity you could call on for help with this matter. Oh, wait a minute, there is. He goes by many names, but the one we might be more familiarized with is that of the Sandman. The Sandman is said to be a being who helps humans fall into a deep slumber by sprinkling his sand over your eyes, he has the power to lull you into a deep sleep and can also offer you pleasant dreams and or nightmares. So let us step into the realm of dreams and look into his origin story. You may have heard of Morpheus, the personification and a Greek god of dreams. According to Greek mythology, Morpheus was one out of 1,000 sons of Hypnos, the god of sleep. Morpheus's mother was said to be the Greek goddess Pasithea, the goddess of relaxation and rest. And Morpheus, along with his siblings, were known as the Oneironoi. That word may sound familiar if you remember the episode I made on the Oneironauts, Dreamwalkers. But the Oneironoi were said to be demons who personified dreams. They lived in caves as well as Morpheus, who was said to lay on a bed surrounded by poppy flowers, where he extracted a substance from them that helped reduce stress, anxiety, and pain, which in turn provided a sleep filled with dreams. This substance is the basis of morphine, a medicine named after the god. And every night, they would come out from their caves and would pass 
through one of two doors to visit mortals. The dreams that were prophetic and were actually messages from the gods would pass through the Gate of Horn, while all other dreams came from the Gate of Ivory, which was the source for deceitful dreams without meaning. Morpheus was chosen by his father to be the leader of the Oneironoi, as he was extremely skilled in shape-shifting and imitating humans, which is where we get the word metamorphosis from. Meta meaning after or beyond, and morph meaning form or shape. Because Morpheus was successfully able to deceive even the most discerning person, he was chosen as leader of the Oneironoi and had the skill to influence the dreams of gods and kings. His brothers would be the ones to visit the rest of mankind. It is said that in the Iliad, which tells the story of the Trojan War, Zeus wanted to give Achilles all the glory, but in order to do this, King Agamemnon had to suffer a humiliating defeat. This is why Zeus sent Morpheus to deliver a false stream of hope that encouraged King Agamemnon to make a disastrous strategy mistake. A little later, in Roman mythology, Morpheus was said to be the son of Somnus, the Roman god of sleep. Unlike the Greek version, where the god of sleep had thousands of sons, in Roman mythology, Somnus had three children, Phobator, who was the personification of nightmares and often appeared in dreams in the form of animals or monsters. He was known to play on people's greatest fears, which is where we get that word phobia from, which means extreme fear. Phantasos, which, judging by the sound of the word, you can guess that this is where the word fantasy comes from. Phantasos had the ability to design the appearance of the dream and would fill it with nature such as water and trees and also inanimate objects. And thirdly, Morpheus, who was the leader, shapeshifter, and was responsible for bringing dreams and messages to all of humanity. In Ovid's Metamorphosis, Ovid being a Roman poet, he tells the story of Seix and Alcyone. Seix was a king who was troubled by his brother's death and wanted to travel overseas to consult the oracle. Alcyone, his wife, tried to tell him not to go because there were ships that were being washed ashore due to the storms. 
Zeke's told her that it would be fine and that he would be back soon. Important to note that this couple also compared themselves to the Greek gods, Zeus and Hera, in terms of their relationship, which apparently the gods found offensive. Because while Zeke's was sailing away to his destination, Zeus struck his ship and Zeke's died. Back home, Alcyone, unaware of her husband's death, kept praying to Juno, who was the Roman goddess of marriage. The Greek version is Hera. Alcyone kept praying to Juno every day for her husband's safety and would even leave offerings. The goddess of marriage pitied her and wanted to deliver the message to her that her husband had died. Morpheus was then selected and sent to complete this task. As she slept, Morpheus leaned over her and whispered to her, I am not your husband, but your husband's ghost. Your prayers did nothing to help me. I am dead. Abandon any hope you had for my return, for hope is false and vain. Which, in my opinion, was a little harsh. But at least, the message was clear. Alcyone then woke up alone and crying, and went to where Seek's ship had departed from the shore. There, she was stricken with horror as she saw her husband's dead body washing up ashore. She threw herself into the sea, and because the gods pitied her, they transformed her, along with her husband, into birds, where they would live out their lives in this form. There aren't many mythological stories that mention Morpheus, but this is a well-known one. But how did Morpheus morph into what we now know as the Sandman. Well, in European, Germanic, and Scandinavian folklore, children were told bedtime stories in order to help them get ready for bed. When the sun set, and the nighttime fell, and the stars gathered in the dark sky, the Sandman would be the one who would come visit children who had trouble falling asleep. He would sprinkle sand in their eyes and would help them fall asleep and would even offer them sweet dreams. It is said that if you've ever woken up to find a little crusty residue in your eyes, it is because the Sandman visited you and sprinkled sand in your eyes. Originally, he was a good guy. It wasn't until 1816 where author Ernest Theodore Amadeus Hoffman, also known as E.T.A. Hoffman, wrote a 21-page story titled The Sandman, reinventing him as a scary evil being. He goes on to tell the story of a wicked sandman who comes to children when they won't go to bed and throws a handful of sand into their eyes so that they start bleeding from their heads. 
There's even also a French-Canadian tale titled The Seven O'Clock Man, where the Sandman is depicted as a large, tall, old man wearing a thick coat and hat that carries a large sack. He throws sand into the children's eyes who are still awake in order to blind them and put them in his sack, and at times was also known to eat them whole. In this version, it seems to me like they've used him as a sort of boogeyman to get children to listen to their parents and have them in bed and asleep according to their specific bedtime. Morpheus, the Sandman, the one I are not, God of dreams, whether he's a good being who brings you sweet dreams or an evil being who brings you nightmares, one thing he can certainly offer is sleep. There is one question I'm curious to ask you guys. If you had Morpheus's power, how and what would you use them for? Let me know. You can reach me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com or you can friend me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb Also, really quickly before we exit out of here, I do want to give a quick shout out to Stephen O, who reached out and messaged me. Hey Stephen, thank you so much for doing so. And also another quick shout out to Pedro, who recently listened to the Santa Muerte episode and decided to reach out. So thank you so much for doing that. Well, guys, if you have any questions or if there are any comments or if there's any feedback that you guys want to share with me, or even if there's anything else that you guys just feel like adding to one of the episodes that you've listened to, well, you know where to reach me at. I have to say, I do have a lot of fun researching these topics and being able to provide you guys with all of these episodes. And I truly enjoy sharing with you all of my findings. But that being said, I'm not an expert on any of them. I don't claim to be one. And obviously, I don't know everything. So if you know more information on any of these topics that I talk about, I would certainly love to hear from you. I do these episodes because I enjoy them, yes, but to learn, to expand my mind, to expand my consciousness. And by doing that, reach out to you guys and share with you some things that maybe you didn't know. And if you do know, or know more, then hopefully you reach back out to me. And this way, together, we can both grow and continue to learn even more. Please don't forget to check out the website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com. And guys, Thank you so much for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I will see you guys next episode.